Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Zach Celedonia. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name is Joe Kuzma, and joining me today with his hair slicked back instead of down or in a top knot or messy bun or whatever's going on. You know, I'm not hating, man. I I appreciate the hair. We had some haters that didn't like your hair, Zach, but uh, welcome back, one Zach Flash Celedonia. Look, man, he's looking... He's he's uh he's got that big Ben kind of look like you're just you've come out of hibernation. <laughs> you got the the beards all going, but he's well kept. He's a well kept kid. Uh, everybody gotta like lead off my guy here, man. And he's got hair, and I don't, so I I can't hate. What's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good with the commenters. I, I've heard a lot worse in my life, so <laughs> it's a okay. I can take it. I, uh, I'm very fortunate to still have hair at this point in my life, given my family's track record. They're half bald and half not. So the oh, fact that I have stuff for people to make fun of, that's that's A-OK. I'm glad they're listening. Yeah, I got it from my dad's side. I always used to joke and like my daughter does this now, too. And she calls me bald sometimes. And I'm like, man, I used to do that when I was the same age. And now look at me. So the kids like, are ruthless. They'll give you. it to you straight. Yeah, they will. They don't know. They, they no filter. They haven't been conditioned yet. You know, <laughs> unlike any of that stuff. Uh, it's just funny. Like sometimes the things she does. It's. Uh, I wish I could remember the quote that she said yesterday. It was like it, the kids say the the darnest things. They really do. Uh, I have me cracking up. Uh, it might come to me later, but it was like it was a way too big of a word for like a fourth grader to be using in the context that she was using it in. So. Uh, speaking of contacts, it's time to mock the Steelers 2023 mock drafts. The NFL draft is here this Thursday and Steel City Underground. That would be us. We have a lot of draft content coming your way, so be sure to hit that subscribe button of wherever you may be in order to get the alerts because we're rapid fire. We got a few shows coming right before the draft. And then the plan is here to have not one but two live shows at the end of the week following each of the first two days of the draft, and then we'll boomerang back around after, collect our thoughts, and look at the entire thing because there isn't a whole lot of activity going on day three unless the Steelers jump back in this with some trades or whatnot. And let's face it, those aren't the headline players anyways. So we're going to talk about all the heavy hitters, the big picks, uh, of course, the first round and everything that falls out leading into day two and so on and so forth. So stay tuned for that. If you're a night owl out on the East Coast, we will be live coming to you right right after, not during, because I want to watch and need to enjoy. Zach needs his beverages. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, hey, I finally made some beer runs too, man. I finally restocked the 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 beverage fridge. So I'm good to go. Essentials. I'm ready. Yes, I'm ready to go. So essentials. I got to find out which of these mock drafts. Now, when we say mocking the mock drafts, usually in years past, myself and Brian, we made fun of a lot of picks because it was tough to like, in some cases, you could peg what the Steelers were going to do. We've talked about this also. We just saw the press conference. Oh, I just thought of something else we didn't cover. I'm going to catch that in a second. But we just saw the cut press conference with Mike Tomlin and Omar Khan. We were just talking about this off air, and people are already trying to read tea leaves into trading the second round pick, pick 32, and what they're going to do at 17. And exactly, they're going to absolutely move up and take Paris Johnson if they move up too, right? <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. If that's the headline, it it's funny how that's come out so much lately over the past, like 48 hours. And you can't 
it's National Liars Week. That's what people will say about the NFL draft when we're in the week that leads up to the draft itself because this is when all the rumors start flying. You start hearing stuff you never heard before um, outside of the Steelers too because now you're hearing all of a sudden that C.J. Stroud might be like the third or fourth quarterback taken because of some test that he took and didn't do well on. So this is the week where you want to be careful about what you believe and there can always be some truth associated with what you're hearing. For instance, I do think that the smoke about the Steelers possibly trading up, there can be something there. There can be a fire there. But for them to announce and tell everybody who the guy's going to be, that's something I'm a little weary of. And it isn't just because I don't think they need to trade up for a tackle. Again, if they were to do so and they land the best tackle in the draft, great. I'm not going to be the guy who's complaining on Twitter about that. But it's not really smart business it's not really Steelers like to tell everybody who the pick is and I I know people are already like oh Devin Bush Devin Bush we all knew about Devin Bush I want to say for like a month maybe longer that the Steelers had plans of trading up for him and he was the guy if they were going to trade up for him whereas you haven't heard that about the Steelers it's been a hypothetical player x if they're going to trade up it could be for this guy that guy or this guy whereas Devin Bush's year it was Bush or bust there weren't even people suggesting that we were doing it for Devin White. It was always going to be Devin Bush. But until these past two days, there's no, there hasn't been a definitive player named as to who the Steelers will be trading up for. Now that we're three, four days away from the draft, now everybody says, oh, it's Paris Johnson. The Steelers have told teams in the top 10 they're trying to trade up for Paris Johnson. I don't know if I'm buying that. No, I'm totally with you. The, Devin Bush, it was Devin Bush or Devin White. It wasn't a secret. They, they tried to trade up in the previous draft and that they were trying to look for a Ryan Shazier replacement for two years following. I mean, that, that wasn't a big secret. I tend to think that Najee Harris was kind of like the worst kept secret, but a lot of teams weren't looking running back. Kenny Pickett was like a worst kept secret in a way because, I mean, we were all fooled into believing it was going to be Malik Willis, right? Mm-hmm. And that was going to be the pick. I think the first mocks, though, we will mock. The reason I was saying that, too, is is that we're mocking all those ideas. We have no idea what's going to happen. And look, it took almost 20 years to find out that Bill Cowher preferred Philip Rivers. And you're hearing a lot of those stories now. Like, it, nobody tells anybody their draft process. So it's a copycat league. Everybody would do the same exact thing. I think I just heard Tomlin and uh, Omar Khan say something about, like, we're not going to talk about how we evaluate that or how we do that uh, because that is the Colonel's secret recipe. You don't get that part. All you get is the chicken, you know, uh, or the Khan bucket. felt weird admitting yeah. – Khan was even um, a little hesitant to admit that they draft for need. He was like, I don't like saying that we draft for need. It's more of we'll draft priority-based needs. Yes. So they don't even want teams knowing – how they view needs or what their needs are. Mike Tomlin saying, Hey, we don't have a whole lot of holes. We don't have a whole lot of needs. I truly do believe that. And the needs that they really may have had, they've kind of secured that already trade for Allen Robinson, signing Patrick Peterson. And you've already heard both of those names in the presser as being veteran leadership just now. I mean, Robinson is Robinson landed in Pittsburgh. I think he has. Um, Yeah. He did the whole, the whole video on his phone being like excited to be here. You know, those things. He was uh, in the locker room. Number 11, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's smooth. I like it. I like it. That'll Uh, work. We forgot about Tanner Muse. We didn't say anything about Tanner getting signed. Special teams guy. Uh, Solid special teams guy. So that's probably, you know, Derek Watts not going to be back, I don't think, now. 
So, but you never know. Um, but the way we look at this is we're going to look at everyone else's mock drafts. We'll fit as many of them in here. It's a Wild West type show. Sorry, there's no topics bar. There's no chapters. I know some, some of you really look forward to that. I apologize. There's just no way to structure it that way because we're just going to bounce around. going to start off with the few we have. It's still City Underground already. I'm going to pick on our newest contributor, Mark Lone. And Mark went, uh, his is the latest one that just went up on the website. And he didn't do any trades, nor did I. Uh, I put one up last week. I don't know that I'll do another. I'm kind of already starting to think about changing my mind. I like Mark's picks. Uh, he did three rounds. I did three rounds. Uh, one of our uh, friends and fans of the site, David LaForest, uh, did seven rounds with a bunch of trades, which would rival Brian's mock draft insanity, which is to be coming. So uh, Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland, first round pick 17. I would not be upset with that pick whatsoever. Jack Camel, an inside linebacker, second round. I probably won't go through everybody's picks like this, but I'll just do ours real quick. Gervon Dexter, defensive line out of Florida, and Siaki Ika, uh, defensive line out of Baylor. So more like a, a defensive end, defensive tackle than somebody that could be like more like a nose tackle. With those two picks, he's going complete defense. I was defense. Yeah, I went defense heavy too. I went Joey Porter Jr. I just can't get the nepotism and family bloodlines out of the way. Uh, there's some also considereds that are in here too, like Anton Harrison, but you'll see, I, I ended up still being able to grab him in the, uh, with pick 32 second round. And I ran a few different simulations and kind of hodgepodged him with who was mostly available. Uh, Felix in a, in a DK Uzoma. I think I could say his name properly An edge out of Kansas state. Yeah. <laughs> they were just covering him on good morning. Yeah, football yeah, trying to, uh, give the McCordy twin, the, uh, the rundown of how to prepare for announcing a pick because Devin or no Jason McCourty is going to be announcing the Titans third round pick. So Kyle Brandt was trying to give him a rundown of like, you got to be prepared for the guys that have the wild names. And they were talking about this guy today, actually. Yeah. And uh, he's a really good edge rusher. So both of you guys, um, I know you're not totally, you got one more pick uh, left there, but I had Keanu Benton uh, out of Wisconsin. And I was going to say the only reason I knew how to say Andike Uzoma was because of the good morning football episode this morning. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. thank you. Someone like, I know, Here's the problem, though. If I listen to other, like, you could listen to draft podcasts or whatever. The, the people, even in the football games that are broadcasting, don't get, if they don't have the pronunciation guide or it wasn't provided, they don't know these, how to say these dudes' names. And that's how I get the butchered version half the time is I watch people someone else's video. People still get uh, Najee Harris wrong all the time. Yeah, I say it wrong half the time still. Najee, not Najee. It took a while to do that. But Martavius was the worst, not Adams <laughs> or Montravius Adams. Martavius Bryant, that, that was one of the worst ones ever. Like, your, Who was your fourth pick? What was his name? Uh, let's see. Uh, I had Keanu Benton as the third-round pick, pick 80, uh, out of Wisconsin. So he's he's kind of more like a Tyson Alualu, or if you would have had like a Javon Hargrave kind of guy, probably more nose tackle but can play along the line, uh, not maybe outside the tackles. Oh, speaking of which, that's a pretty good point that came up. Somebody asked about the Marvin Leal, man. They, 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 in the presser, and they said, we haven't quite decided yet if he'll be an edge or defensive lineman. So I'm like, well, that means defensive line confirmed first rounder. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought Benton, and we'll talk about all of these guys individually, why we like them, why we don't. Maybe we do like them, but we don't like them at pick 17, or we don't like moving up or trading or moving back or whatever be the case of scenarios. I'll probably be happy with about 90% of the players that would get named 
in the coming days but it also depends on where they name them it's like uh well we'll get into that because i know we already talked about one offline so yeah those yeah, were i mean i was just gonna say picks. i like both of what i'm biased because i work with you guys colleagues but i like both of your mock drafts the way you put them together and got them contributors at both sides of the ball i mean yours you did but contributors on all levels of defense in, in his sense here and you got the corner taken care of he got a corner he got a linebacker you got tackle which i like so and it's i mean putting trades in a mock draft is tricky too i myself never do that so i'm not really like that's really hard to predict in fact the only time i did do it circling back here was back when the steelers took devin bush i yeah. had put that in my mock draft and I thought they may trade up for that because it was that well known. Um, whereas this year it doesn't feel that way. So I don't really, I'm not looking for that in mock drafts or trying to do it myself being like, Oh, well they could trade up to eight or nine. Like I've, I've alluded to in shows past, but I think you're safer just giving them the standard mock draft for this year. Just give them the 17, 32, 49, et cetera. Have you seen some of the trades that pop up? I just wait until Brian and I are going to try and get on. Uh, we weren't able to over the weekend, but the, when we do the mock draft insanity, he makes all of these insane trades. And there was like, there's been ones, I think the Falcons or Seahawks or somebody, they give me like half their draft to like, and you just move back a few spots. Like in some cases. Uh, yeah. Like doesn't Cowboys. really understand. It's not a really good algorithm. You have yeah. chat GBT running those things. <laughs> They'll be giving you players that were drafted. You got Des Bryant. <laughs> it's like he's out of football or has been for a while. But yeah, that's the reason why we do some of these. We look at them. Everybody has their fun. And that's what we're going to look at now. Let me see. Uh, there was one. I'm trying to see what I, there's a lot that just came out. There's ones that I already had. So I'm looking here. I don't know how much of this I want to give away since it is a subscription service. Uh, so ESPN Plus. But Todd McShay, we, I think we could at least show or say who Todd McShay had the Steelers taken at 17. And that's going to be, uh, let's see if I can blow this up so it's not so teeny tiny on the screen. Roderick Jones, offensive tackle, Georgia. This one's a pretty popular pick among the mock draft folks. I mean, I considered Broderick Jones myself in my own mock draft. Problem was he consistently wasn't there at 17 for me to be confident enough to say that this is the pick. So Todd McShay, uh, for all of the reasons, everybody thinks the Steelers are shoring up their offensive line to the degree that they're sometimes overdrafting too many offensive line players in this draft to my degree. They could certainly upgrade from Dan Moore. Do I think that they're absolutely going to? If they don't do it right away, they, they're going to add like a swing tackle. Somebody brought up in the presser about having, you know, backup depth at tackle or maybe another option for Dan Moore. But Dan Moore, unless they draft somebody, I think it's 17 or 32 with this tackle position. Broderick Jones, pencil him in as a week one starter. He's not being drafted to sit and wait. They take somebody like uh, Bergeron from Syracuse or something like that, and it's like a third or fourth round pick. That that guy is your swing tackle. He's your jumbo package. He's uh, Dan Moore is your starter, and they're comfortable with Dan Moore as the starter. So I don't hate on um, don't hate on this pick at all. Uh, I think this would be a good fit. I'm gonna pull up another one uh, from. Well, I, I want to save some of the fun ones because we know Matt Miller is a fun one that's gonna be coming up. Oh, let's see who else we got. Uh, everyone with Broderick Jones, by the way, CBS Sports is in love with Broderick Jones, the Steelers. You got Pete Prisco, Will Brinson, Tom Fernelli, and Jonathan Jones all mocking Broderick Jones uh, to the Steelers. I'm going to have to pull Top 30 up. visit, you know, I mean, yeah, makes sense. Position got, of need, priority need. I, um, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at it at all, to be honest with you. I was just going off on Twitter on a bit of a a bit of a rant because the draft fatigue's really starting to set in for me, I feel like, because I'm I'm more and more irritable every time I go online. And specifically when I'm reading about the Steelers draft. And there's a pretty consensus, a pretty unanimous, you can even say top three tackles of this class, and it's Paris Johnson, Darnell Wright, and Broderick Jones. And I feel like I'd be happy with any of the three of those guys, especially if they're able to get them at 17. Um, There are certain things that can cause a bit of hesitancy. Like when you look at Darnell Wright, you mentioned to me that uh, he only has the one year of like success and he also plays right tackle in college, even though he himself has gotten into Twitter arguments with people telling them that he can play left tackle as well. So where he's going to play is yet to be seen. But my point is I'd be okay with all three of these guys. And I feel like if you are not, you're kind of splitting hairs at this point. It's, it's If you're going to pick the fourth best tackle or the fifth best tackle at 17, there's a conversation to be had there about how the Steelers may have reached or not gone the right way there. But if they get one of these three names, it's hard to be upset because they're going to be a plug-and-play starter, whether that's over Dan Moore or Chooks. You know, you made a great point, too. We were talking offline, and it was – Chooks is the big one here. So you draft somebody like Darnell Wright, who who he had a great season last year, right? But on the right side, playing right tackle. So does that mean perhaps they move Chooks Korofor to the left side? Do we think Chooks is better as a left tackle? That's where the Steelers. I mean, I I, I don't know. I don't I don't know if that's what they would want to do or not. Uh, so that and moving stuff around always makes me nervous too. Yeah. Is the thing is like I I, I would be excited in a sense if Wright was a Steeler come Friday morning, but there would be, it would be on my mind all the time. Well, where is he going to play? Where are they going to use him? I I'm always for the Steelers getting a, a better player at a position where they need to get better at, but which side is he going to play on? That would cause some questions. Yeah. By the way, um, not national liars week, Gil Brandt, the godfather of the NFL, the Hall of Fame executive from Dallas Cowboys, who's like 90 years old now and still does some radio spots here or there, calls it National Liars Month. <laughs> so you got to get the you got to get that fire burning uh, first. The the one I'm kind of like ignorant of. I didn't look at a whole lot of the folks on NFL.com. So Eric Edholm, let's pull this one up next. Lucas Van Ness, an edge out of Iowa. So yeah, we're talking about offensive tackles here. And depending on how they view their left-right situation, maybe they take a Darnell right. Maybe he doesn't work on the left and move him to the right. I just have nightmares of like Mike Adams from Ohio State, and he was like a higher second-round pick when they were rebuilding the offensive line a decade ago, and that didn't work out. And luckily, they got Kelvin Beecham and then eventually Alejandro Villanueva in there. Um, I am not going to bypass like Darnell Wright to add an edge rusher. I don't really care how good you think he is. This is just total disrespect once again for Alex Highsmith. You're still going to get Alex Highsmith for 80% of this season, barring any type of knock on wood injuries or anything. It reminds me of like the year before when it was like they signed Melvin Ingram and it's like, no, they've got Alex Highsmith. Like, uh, and I know it bit them in the ass last year. And we talked about that. Will Leal end up playing on it as an edge for any type of edge depth? Uh, Malik Reed really wasn't all that great off a of trade. You were hoping we were both hoping to have Bud Dupree get signed to help shore some of that up. But come on, man. I, I just Lucas Van Ness, 
Like, no, I'm not, I'm not going edge with pick 17. I think whether you want to say there's actual needs, needs or priority needs and whatever the fancy terminology and the coach speak and GM speak is, what do we think? Offensive tackle. They got to be thinking other teams. What do they think the Steelers need? I don't, they might think they might grab an edge, but I highly doubt it over like a safety over offensive tackle over a corner, like over defensive line. Like it just, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't feel like a fit. No, you're good. It's got to be tackle corner um, defensive line in the eyes of other NFL teams and the eyes of most Steeler fans at this point. Those are their top three priority needs. There's that buzzword again. Omar Khan dropped that today in his press conference. Those are the three spots that I'll be shocked if they don't pick one of those three spots with their first pick. And those that's the way you upset the fan base. That's the way you do stuff that gets you in the articles with the bad grades. And the I, the, the Van Ness thing feels like it was strictly a value pick at that point because he's pretty much a top 10, top 11 player in this draft and one of the best edge guys. So if he were to fall that far, I think that mock drafter is just trying to say like there's, they shouldn't pass on him at this point. But I'll argue you should because how much is that guy going to play and contribute as a rookie? Like, yeah, there might be a long-term play there at the end of the day that'll help you with contract negotiations negotiations with Highsmith. But I feel like personally I would want the first-round pick of this year to contribute sooner and in a bigger way sooner while you're trying to – and it always comes back to this guy as you're trying to maximize Kenny Pickett's rookie contract. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It feels like it would feel like a wasted pick. And if they were to bring Highsmith back, especially so, I think if Highsmith doesn't stay, this is something that you address next year, off season, free agency slash draft. And you never know, there's a one year deal out there for Bud Dupree in Atlanta. Now, all of a sudden, that spot's free and they already had the talks that they had. And Bud had a healthy year and he was halfway decent. That could be your reunion next year. You know what I mean? And Bud could probably still play into his mid thirties. You know, these are edge rushers. I mean, what's Von Miller at right now? You know, I, it's a bad comparison because the guy gets paid a boatload of money and seems to get hurt uh, more frequently than not. But uh, Chad Reuter also uh, gave the Steelers here on NFL.com, Lucas Van Ness as well. And you'll see the picks right behind it. Kalijah Cansey, defensive tackle Pittsburgh, Darnell Ryder, we were talking about the Tennessee tackle, Jordan Addison. This would like seriously piss off some people, but you go ahead just what was just done right ahead of the uh, Steelers would have been Joey Porter Jr. And Paris Johnson lands all the way to 15. You got the Patriots taking Broderick Jones, 14, another tackle from Georgia. Paris Johnson, who many people may have as their number one Ohio State tackle to the Green Bay Packers at 15. I don't think Omar Khan and company sit there and let that happen. <laughs> like if tackle is what they want, like those three picks right ahead of them, None of those picks end up happening if any of those uh, guys are at the top of their board. I think there's something packaged with it. One of the later round picks or a pick next year, and there's a swap of ones, and they move up like two, three spots. I think that's Yeah, that's not happen. far at all to move up, and it wouldn't cost yeah. them a whole lot. That's a move where they could definitely, if a run on a position they like, like tackle there or corner, starts to happen before their eyes, quite literally before their pick, and you see Broderick Jones go where you see – Joey Porter Jr. go like right before they're about to pick. That might be when they get a little frisky and move up. Um, it, it'd be easier than moving into the top ten for sure, and cost a, le- a lot less. Yeah, and um, that that's obviously assuming that at that point, if they were just to trade up a few spots, they've already missed out on Christian Gonzalez and Witherspoon. And I, I mean, yeah, safe assumption. 
for yeah. sure. Yeah, well, yeah, we got the general idea. What what there's people that are mocking two first round running backs again with uh, B, uh, Bijan uh, Robinson and um, oh my goodness, why can't I think of the other dude's name? Gibbs. Gibbs. Yes, I but I can't. I, it's escaped me. I know he has a different spelling to his first name. That's throwing me off. Um, we take a look at Maurice Jones Drew nfl.com mock draft and there it is pick 16 to the commanders is paris johnson darnell Wright to the steelers and then joey porter jr right after that i don't know that i love that i i told you this off air i said it's not that it gets darnell Wright. i'll be okay with him especially if it's like they pick darnell Wright, and then after that there's like well the plan for the steelers you all have like jerry dulac or mark caboli or somebody that's one of the beat writers and says well the plan's going to be to shift this around and play chooks on the left and right on the right since right was playing there and blah 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 and it's like okay yeah you could sell me on that i won't be terribly upset over it it just Again, Paris Johnson being there like one pick ahead, are they just going to sit and let that happen? They would have to be getting completely nervous by the time that Devin. Okay. By the time the people, well, if he's, if he's one pick ahead, how are they going to know they're picking him? You know what I mean? I think they might have like that pulse and it would kind of be like, but would this board happen though? It's like Devin Witherspoon, 14 to the Patriots, Zay Flowers, 15 to the Packers, Paris Johnson and Witherspoon still on the board with the Patriots and Packers going. They might make that trade. I would say the Jets would be kind of somebody that's a little feisty and may become a trade partner there. A uh, little bit more. Yeah, to they maybe don't pick need up the corner. Yeah, they definitely, they don't need corner. I'm not sure if they need have a super need. Of, uh, they, they mocked an interior offensive lineman here. Oh, Cyrus Torrance from Florida. He'll be there at 17 if they were to do this swap. I don't think that they would yeah. be worried that the Packers or the Patriots are going to end up uh, stealing him from right under their nose. So uh, Peter Schrager, I like Peter Schrager's mock drafts. I'm trying to remember. I think I remember if this is the same one and it hasn't been modified from last week. Harris Johnson to the Steelers at 17. Joey Porter goes right after the Lions, man. Lions might need some help now with all the guys that got uh, snagged for gambling. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Got rid of some guys in the secondary. They were probably more like depth and camp body types, but... Whew, well, they're not, not Jamison Williams. That hurts no, so bad for the receiver fan in me. Yeah, but he wasn't indefinite, though. Like, um, well, he's, like only, he's missing six weeks, yeah. Yeah, like uh, Kelvin Ridley, for example. You know what I mean? God, dude just lost a whole year. That's uh, that sucks. You know, we, we got over like the whole I don't get into the marijuana and the weed debates, but we got over like really punishing that so hard and everybody it, like you don't even hear or think about it anymore. Right. Yeah. No, you now, don't. Now it's gambling. And I know they want an integrity of the game, but it, the NFL made their bed with this. And now you have like, you know, smartphones that you could have anywhere and, and pretty much do this anywhere you want. And they're going to try and track you down to the minute if you're in a team facility, even if you're not betting on the NFL, which obviously that should be the bigger problem. And these guys were betting on like college football. Well, not everybody was. We'll say that's that had to deal with the severity of the penalties, too. So but Schrager, Paris Johnson, Paris Johnson at 17, I, I would be doing cartwheels and flips. I think Brian said he was going to run around the neighborhood naked or something. So I'd be, be an okay awesome pick. Awesome yeah. pick. Don't got to trade up to get arguably the best tackle in the draft in a lot of people's eyes. You're still sitting there with pick 32 and pick 49. Probably get a guy like Keely Ringo at 32 or possibly Emmanuel Forbes or even Deontay Banks. Because there's there's a thing about the these mock drafts as we're going to go through them. You're going to see somewhere the Steelers are taking a guy at 17 that doesn't go off the board again until 32. Like this is the time of year that a lot of people will think they have 
their finger on the pulse and they're way off. Keely Ringo, I I mean, I myself could be wrong on that. And I'm saying, oh, we'll get him at 32. A corner with his dimensions and his ceiling, he may go as high as the top 15 for all I know. That's what makes this time of year so difficult whenever you're trying to accurately predict what your team's going to do, um, especially when you're picking positions and evaluating positions like cornerback that often get elevated very high during the draft. Yeah, and some of the some of the drafts that have gone through already, uh, I mean, we've mentioned two common names here, Deontay Banks from Maryland and Joey Porter Jr. And two of the CBS sports guys, Josh Edwards and Kyle Stackpole, both had Banks uh, going to the Steelers. Uh, believe it or not, Mike Tannenbaum over with 33rd team in ESPN, he had uh, Devin Witherspoon sliding all the way to 17 to the Steelers. That that would be spicy, you know. That would be yeah, an I know he's got um, size concerns in the eyes of some execs, so uh, the possibilities of him sliding is there. It's just again, he plays cornerback, which corner they always get elevated. Yeah, Ryan Wilson, CBS Sports had Julius Brents, Kansas State, going at seventeen. It felt a little rich for my blood. In fact, let's take a look at Ryan's draft right here. Uh, I'll pull it up. That is a little high. Yeah, that, I gotta... that would get Steeler fans upset. That's a classic. Uh, Terrell Edmonds kind of pick right there. Yeah, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Anderson. I'm trying to see who all is off the board. Anthony Richardson, Tyree Wilson, Lucas Van Ness, Christian Gonzalez, Jalen Carter, down to eight. Paris Johnson, nine to the Bears. Ah, nine. There's your pick nine right there, Paris Johnson. Now, the Bears didn't trade it because they wanted them themselves, <laughs> you know. So, uh, Devin Weatherspoon here is um, uh, 10. Did I say that he had withers? Oh no, that this was the one that had Brents. Uh Peter Skoronsky, Jackson Smith and Jake by Broderick Jones, Darnell Wright, Brian Branch, Deontay Banks at 16, then Brents at 17. So who's all left? Joey Porter Jr. Will so Levis. this guy has him taking Brents over Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, that's pretty wild, man. I mean, Will Levis down the 19 to the Bucks, Osiris Torrance, Save Flowers, Manuel Forbes to the Ravens. Boy, would that not be a classic Ravens pick, wouldn't it? Somebody like that that you wouldn't think they might sneak into the second round and they go and they, they pick them like right toward the It happens the every year, I feel like. It's inevitable. They always take guys I want, whether it's the first, second, third, fifth round. They always do it. I feel like they have my house bugged at times because I'll be sitting there watching the draft and I'm like, okay, as long as they can get this guy or this guy, maybe the Steelers in this round, the next pick comes up, it's the Ravens. Boom, they pick the guy I was talking about. Yeah, some more smoke here, too. Uh, Jordan Addison. This is kind of a popular one, too. Jordan Addison to the Vikings at 23. Miles Murphy, yeah. Quentin Johnson, uh, Sam Laporta, tight end. First tight end going. This is to the Cowboys. Some people He's feel- getting a lot of uh, attention lately, that Laporta guy. Mm -hmm. he, they, uh, Peter Schrager put one of his like bullet points to his mock draft that he believes pretty firmly now that he, this guy Laporta is going to go before Darnell Washington. So, can the Steelers get a guy like Darnell Washington at 49? Who knows? I don't know. This draft looks like it. Pajan Robinson uh, to the Buffalo Bills pick 27. Come on, video. Stop. We always got their videos playing maybe in the background. Uh, Michael Mayer, Brian Breesey, and then Nolan Smith and Anton Harrison gone just before the Steelers. That would be classic too. It's like, oh, you're looking there. You got the corner and you're like, okay, which tackles are still there? Anton Harrison's still around. Anton Harrison and just the pick before. Uh, and, and let me be clear. I don't think the Steelers jump back into the first round from 32. Uh, uh, to me, it sounds like they would more field calls 
maybe in the other direction. Again, it's a reading the tea leaves and just kind of thinking of the way they might think. But it was interesting to hear them say they never had in Mike Tomlin's tenure that first pick of any day ever. So to to have that time overnight where it's going to simmer and everything is going to sit there and marinate and then all of the phones are going to start ringing. But they, they will have talked to all 31 teams. I don't know if I mentioned that's one thing I wanted to mock again. Yes, we said that. And then they said, yeah, like every year. It was kind of like one of those snide things like we know the stuff that's floating around. You can't you cannot avoid it no matter what. Uh, this gets interesting. I talked about that feeling a couple of times on this show and with my friends. It's, it's it's a very exciting feeling knowing that all day, day two, leading up until 7 o'clock p.m., you're going to get to sit there and think about the players the Steelers are going to get to pick because day two – can be the most exciting time of draft season. I think real ball heads know day two is the best day. You got your second round and your third round, and you get a lot of a lot of quality players in that range. Specifically, the Steelers do a good job of acing those rounds every year. And every year, when you wake up on day two, you're all excited over your first round pick. You're all talking about the possibilities of when this guy's going to play, where he's going to play. And then you start talking about the day two picks. Oh, we still have our second round pick and our third round pick. This is going to be awesome because this player was supposed to go in the first round and he's still available. All these players, usually there's about a sweet spot of like six to 10 players that didn't go in the first round that most people expected to. And you're making your lists on Twitter and in your blogs and talking with your friends like, oh man, they could get any one of these guys who was supposed to go first round and every year the Steelers, they pick too late in the second round. And all those guys that you're hypothetically talking about with your buddies and on Twitter, they're all gone by the time the Steelers pick. So the fact that we get our pick of those hypothetical players is so fun and so exciting. And I really don't want them to trade back from the 32nd pick for the selfish reasons alone that I'm going to be so excited after thinking about the possibilities all day and the anticipation will be so high, I'll just want them to make that 32nd pick. But I will say if they bump back to like 35, 36, 37 and accumulate uh, uh, another third round pick this year or, or a fourth this year and maybe a third next year, if they're able to get a quality pick in return by bumping back a couple spots, I'll, I'll live with that. Yeah. But Right now, I, I really want them to make that 30-second pick because it's going to be a first-round talent. Yeah, I'm totally. I'm totally with you. And there's, there's a lot of first-round grades floating around too, right? Uh, I'm going to continue on Ryan Wilson's one here just because it's uh, it's an interesting one to kind of pick at. And he goes into round two and gives the Steelers Keon White. So just to, just to recap, this is what, Julius Brents and Keon White? So you got a K-State player and a Georgia Tech player um, with 17 and 32. Like I, I, that, You're going to have to sell me on that, like Artie Burns, Sean Davis all over again. Like, it's dangerous I'm, I'm not feeling to helmet it. scout, like look at the schools, but some teams, it, it, it's true. You know, the Steelers don't really invest those high picks in non-big schools. And Kansas State and Georgia Tech, that respect to them, respect to their student base. But yeah. you're not an SEC school. Like it's it's not really in the Steelers MO to go that direction in the early rounds. No, they're not going to take Mac players in the first round. Like they'll take a, a Mac player in the third round. And yeah, they love Mac players later. Yeah, yeah for sure. Absolutely. They love and uh, you know, Kansas State, not Kent State, by the way, because I know I said K and that could come off a little uh, uh maybe the wrong way. But let me see. I was still 
um, floating around here because th this is this is the heartbreak here, Zach. You go from Keon White, okay, BJ uh, Ojolari, okay, that's fine. Dewan Jones, Drew Sanders, Cody Mock, Keely Ringo, Matthew Bergeron, Will McDonald, Jameer, Jameer Gibbs, Jalen Hyatt, Jack Camel, John Michael Schmitz, and Nick Herbig, Luke Musgrave, Darnell Washington, Joe Tipman, Dalton Kincaid. Now you're at 49, and all the guys I was in love with just went off the board. Jack Campbell, Drew Sanders, Darnell Washington. Those are the give me those guys. Even like at this point, you didn't take a tackle. So Dewan Jones, Mammoth, Monster Mountain of Man is gone. And I just I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, Kalijah Cansey's there. Like Kalijah Cansey, they didn't they're gonna go D again because they got a they got a corner, they got an edge guy. Let's get let's go with the defensive lineman. And no, well, let's take Antonio Johnson, the safety out of Texas AM, which he'd probably be what the second best. I don't even know that branch already go on this draft, probably somewhere. So he's only the second safety. This is like the Pat Fryermuth pick where there's yeah, only Johnson's like a good ball player. One tight end that went. So I wouldn't be necessarily too upset with it, but you look at the rest of that, and it's like Diane Hanley's still there, and you know, Mazzy Smith is still on. On the board and i'm just like man Dude, you just when you rattled off picks 33 to 48 <laughs> that was exactly what i was just talking about where you'll have all these players in your mind like oh they could pick this guy this guy or that guy and fortunately in this hypothetical the steelers have 32 at least but all those names between 33 and 48 those are going to be some of the players that we all me. want really badly i know that's like the hot spot of the draft day two is the best day i know and then all of a sudden you're just like you have five six names in your head and you're like uh, myself, I, I'm not keeping like my own board here or anything. I'm shuffling around like Charlie Day and Pacific Rim uh, with connecting all the dots. So with I've the magnets. I've, yeah, I have forgotten a whiteboard, like crossing them out, rewriting them, highlighting. Uh, I, I will lose my mind. I will lose track of who's available. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they'll make a pick and I'll be like, yeah, that's it. I forgot they were on the board because I had like six other dudes in my brain. Then that happens to me inevitably like around round four every year where like even three, the end of three is kind of hard to keep up with too, because usually that's pretty late at night at that point. Um, and, but once you're into round four, it's like they're making picks at a rate where the TV isn't even really as caught up as it needs to be. Like we'll be talking about the pick from three picks ago and you'll see on the bottom ticker. It's like, they're talking about pick 60 or pick 95 on TV and the, uh, the ticker is on pick like yeah. 106 the and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> the pick is in. It's a pizza commercial. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Domino's or something. I think it was Jason McCory this morning again on GMFB he said when he got picked in the, uh, in the sixth or seventh round, there was a commercial on TV. That's, that's freaking hilarious. I can almost remember where I'm at with some of those because I've been to like the draft party. The Steelers, not I don't think they're doing the thing in the stadium this year. I didn't see it advertised. Uh, in the past, they've done those. Now they have like something on stage a, uh, stage AE on Friday night, which could be kind I'll be of there exciting. for that. Yeah, there, there'll be two picks uh, that day or three picks uh, because of the two in the second round and then the third rounder. Uh, just jumping back, Joey Porter Jr., Blake Brockermeyer, twenty four seven Sports, and also Walter Football, which we could love to hate at times. Uh, both had Joey Porter Jr. And I'm sure maybe somebody else we pull up will have uh, Joey Porter on this again, but I'm still on the NFL.com, guys. And I got to jump to the one. We mentioned this on the last show. Joey Porter goes to pick before to the Commanders, which is popular. And then Nolan Smith, edge rusher from Georgia. And it's the same exact thing we just talked about. Uh, even with Keon White, to be completely honest. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, or, or Lucas Van Ness. Like, I haven't looked at the edge guys because edge is so far off my radar. 
again, the disrespect. Now, Charles uh, Davis did say Alex Highsmith had just enjoyed a breakout year for the Steelers with 14 and a half sacks, but he's in the final year of his rookie deal. Edge rushers are the motor that drives Pittsburgh's defense. Who's to say they can't get a dude next year? Like, that's just, you know, yeah. you don't have to jump the gun this year for next year. In some cases, we are thinking that. Joey Porter Especially Jr. if you're going to pass up on a corner yeah. or a tackle who can play this year yes. for that. Right Makes now. no sense. Right now. Like, okay, Joey Porter Jr., Deontay Banks. I know they got some other corners, but that's you got to get the guy. Like, I, I don't know. Corner is like a position like wide receiver. You draft him as a rookie. And you're throwing him out there into the fire right away. Quarterback. Like, Offensive, defensive line, maybe some linebacker, even linebackers. Like Mike Tomlin likes to ease some of these guys in, but an edge rusher, uh, you know, I think they would just draft somebody and sign a veteran. Like they don't need to push that button right now. Corner, I think, needs more help in that category. Sorry, sorry Charles Davis, uh, but we just don't like that one, especially. You want to talk about heartbreak? This is the way it lands too. Pick nineteen, Broderick Jones is still there. And they go and they take Nolan Smith over Broderick Jones, Deontay Banks. Like, I'm not here for that one. <laughs> I'm absolutely. Yeah, that, that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. People wouldn't sleep too good after that one. Yeah. And Hendon Hooker to the Ravens at 22. Woo. Spicy. Spicy. Uh, let's see. I have not looked at this one yet. This is Peter King's mock draft over on NBC Sports on Pro Football Talk. And as soon as I get all the ads out of my face, let's see what they, let's see what Peter uh, King has got. We were just talking about Peter King for some reason. What was he? Oh, he was talking about the bears pick too. That's what it was. So this one, you want to talk about the spice. This is bringing the, uh, I would not hate this and you might love this too, but this would be a total swerve from everything we've talked about to this point. Jackson Smith and Jigba wide receiver, the Ohio state university probably might be the head of this class adding him to this room would be insanity i know there's some folks that have been for some reason they're on the uh, deontay trade deontay johnson train for some reason right now i know they just went after alan robinson i know they got george pickens they still have calvin austin this might be a luxury pick but if it's staring at you in the face we're not talking about jordan addison like i think jordan addison that's a guy maybe a little later we talked. We had a whole show dedicated to this before they made the Allen Robinson trade. Jackson Smith and Jigba. That would be kind of interesting. And Peter King yeah, also it mentioned. It would make a whole oh, lot of sense, but it'd be sick. Yeah, <laughs> it sure. would be sick. He says, watch for Maryland's Deontay Banks, if that's the call. Because he said it's another position. He has Banks going with the very next pick to um, the Detroit Lions here. So, yeah, uh, that would be very interesting. That would be very, very, very interesting. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I like hard to sit here and be mad at it after I said, like, I think last show or two shows ago that he's the only receiver I'd probably take round one comfortably, unless I'm not really counting pick thirty or thirty one. But yeah, as far as who I think is wide receiver one of this class and is going to make the biggest impact as a rookie, um of the top end guys there could be a a no-name guy who makes a splash with a good team but that would be jackson smith and jigba so if they were to go after him um it'd be shocking but i'd be psyched because just the possibilities of what the offense can become and then he goes from a three thousand ish yard prediction for the season passing yard guy to four thousand five thousand let's get them all yeah, why not why stop there yeah six thousand right on the horizon they play 17 games now why not Matt, yeah. Can Matt Canada gets a contract extension. <laughs> um, like I view Addison though, like, and maybe some of the other guys more like I would have viewed 
like Pickens, maybe a slower starter, like, but especially like Sky Moore. Like it just screams Sky Moore to me. You know what I mean? Smith and Jigba is like a guy that's going to jump in there and and probably put up like, well, look at his teammates from last year. You know, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to put anybody in Jamar Chase's category just yet, but T. Higgins, for example, and it took T. Higgins a little time to bloom. You talk about a robbery. That was a pick 32 when the Bengals had the top pick, and that was with a, a or I'm sorry, pick 33. There was a legitimate 32 picks in that draft. So. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily completely hate it. Bill Barnwell, I'm jumping over to the ESPN writers now. So Bill Barnwell, uh, has in his draft and some of this is, uh, paywalled. So I don't want to give away too much and then get us. Did Peter King smacked. not give us like a second round pick or a third round pick? Uh, you know what? Uh, let me find out if Peter King did. I don't know how far down, uh, he went that with That would help this. me like more, give more substance to my sauce of my answer about smith and jigba Nah, he doesn't he has some like he has some leftover picks and stuff and um well if know, they got a tackle at 32 or a corner at 32 that would help yeah he didn't go any further he just did the first round which i don't blame them i mean this is hard enough to just guess on its own i go out three rounds i'm doing it because of the second round picks too but about the top 100 that's about the most when they, when they name whoever the fourth round pick is i'll be lucky if i know who they are at some point uh, i i'm sorry not sorry i'll do my homework after i find out who they are and what kind of fit they might be and etc etc uh Let's see. I'm trying to find Bill Barnwell. Let's see. Yeah, some of these did go a little further. Um, oh man, what is this? This is nonsense. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers have traded <laughs> with the Minnesota Vikings to move back to pick 21. Vikings get 17. They also the Steelers will get third round pick 87. So a little bit later in third round. I don't I don't hate that. Now let's see who they give the Steelers because uh they're that'd be I, awesome. Yeah, I think that they're going to be giving uh are they giving Hendon Hooker here to the Vikings? Yeah. It's a, and uh Barnwell says moving down four spots would net the Steelers third round pick, which would leave them in range for a corner. I don't hate that necessarily. Oh man, another trade, uh Tampa Bay and the Texans. Texans get Devin White. <laughs> So uh, that's uh, Buccaneers. This was a trade. Or obviously, Buccaneers were moving up to 12. So, man, I, this is why I hate the trades. It's like it doesn't tell us who the pick is. This is terribly formatted. Just bump I back apologize. To, it said we bump back to 21? Yeah, or the thought 23. I'm still trying to find out where the Steelers are going here with this. Give me a second. This is like the most – This is like you could watch along with me. It's like he's got – I think this is all trades, and this is the reason why. This was an all-trades draft, which is just uh, kind of garbage. I don't think he has actual picks uh, listed yeah, I was with say, this. I thought we bumped back. Now you're at like 27. Yeah, I thought we were picking yeah it's goofy. It's goofy. Okay. I'm going to can that. Goodbye. Uh, let's see what we I like got. the sentiment. I like the thought. You know, I would trade yeah. back in a couple spots to acquire an additional third this year. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and like I and like I was saying, this is the Wild West. So let's see. Um, I do have. Oh, I thought I had Mel Kuyper's draft. Mm, I'll find Mel Kuyper in a second. Given the Steelers a receiver guy before we got Jordan Addison, uh, or before we got Allen Robinson. Yeah, he gave. He did. I do have it noted who he gave. Uh, I didn't see. I was going to pull up and see who else was in that ballpark, but it was Zay Flowers out of Boston yeah. College. That, that was pre Allen Robinson trade, so I can't necessarily hate on it it was kind of surprising a lot of people do have flowers in the top uh, or in the first round 
so Matt Miller, uh, let's go to Matt Miller. His is fresh off the press to, as of today. Pittsburgh Steelers staying at 17, and they're going to take uh, the Tennessee tackle, Darnell Wright. So, as they said, they haven't taken offensive tackle the first round since 96, Jermaine Stevens. I actually thought they had somebody. We went through this. I think it was second round, maybe. Marvell Smith, maybe in 98 or 99 or something like that. But typically, yeah, they don't go after him. He's the best right tackle in the class, immediate plug-and-play option. And right, uh, one of the NFL area scouts say Wright was one of the most improved players in the country. He did, it, uh, did that with it being his first year at a new position. Right tackle, though. Left tackle seems like more of the pressing need. So, and then right behind it, it's like Elijah Cansey, Broderick Jones. So he's got Darnell Wright over Jones. Some people do. Interesting stuff, man. Interesting stuff. I, I don't know. Uh, and Zay Flowers, 22 to the Ravens, because the Ravens just need to load up on those receivers for whoever their quarterback's going to be. They got their they got their Pro Bowl quarterback signed, though. He's going to be in the building. Tyler Huntley. <laughs> such a, I love the clickbait that came out of that. Hey, Rob Kenny Pickett. Yeah, yeah. That was Kenny's Pro Bowl not. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> you could sell me on so many things like that. So uh, let's see what else we got. I was trying to see. Uh, we have Mel Kuyper. Well, McShay and McKuyper. Uh, McKuyper. That should be his name. McKuyper. McKuyper and McShay. Kuyper. They did one where they alternated back and forth, and I'm pretty sure that might have been. Uh, this might be the Zay hours pick let me see yeah it was so pulling that just up on the screen what a landing spot for one of my favorite prospects in the draft flowers can play in, inside or outside you can make defenders miss after the catch and the Steelers could fill their need at cornerback in round two and then he says update Steelers are adding of uh, Allen Robinson via trade but he's a much different receiver than flowers Steel doesn't change Pittsburgh's need and I could see it still adding flowers there Woo, spicy spicy mel i kind of like it they do that sounds like old mel just didn't want to go back and change yeah, draft he's no, too he's lazy gotta, he's like, i'm too old for this yeah tear the apart the whole thing up. yeah he has deontay banks going a little later julius brent he uh mcshay has in the first round of the Bengals. so okay yeah so this guy's getting getting a little first round hype but i'd be more open to it if i um i'd seen this before but i just don't I'm not buying the Julius Brent's first round to the Steelers stuff right now. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I'm not feeling that one as much either. And I think corner is still, I'll say that, but I do think corner is, I still feel the way I felt last week that the way the first round needs break down for the Steelers, their priority needs is cornerback, then tackle, then D-line. Those are the three spots I'm looking for them to address round one and the three I feel most confident they will in that order specifically corner tackle or D line, whether or not they're going to trade up for Christian Gonzalez, which would be awesome. Or they're going to stay put at 17 and take a guy like Joey Porter jr. Or Deontay banks. I feel the most confident in cornerback and then tackle assuming they'll stay at 17 and get Darnell Wright, Broderick Jones or Paris Johnson may have to trade up for Johnson, but I still am holding my ground where I have been this whole time. The beauty of this business and the beauty of having a platform to talk is sometimes you got to give a take and stick with it and put your neck out there. I do not think it's it. necessary for the Steelers to move up for a tackle. And I do not believe that they would tell the rest of the NFL that they're trying to trade up for that reason. I do believe they may want to trade up, but to tell everybody who it's for makes no sense to me. Yeah, I, I absolutely. I'm with you on forcing a tackle. Um, I'm going to continue with Kuiper and McShay here. 
pick 32. Brian Branch slides down to 32. Uh, defensive back, safety slash corner, Alabama. Uh, dude, I, I, I love it. And they're mentioning DJ Turner from Michigan. DJ Turner is going to be a pretty solid player at the next level, I think. Uh, but Branch is definitely would fill a need. I, oh, I, yeah, I'd be really excited over Branch at 32. I would too. Absolutely. Yeah, they got Keon White going to the Texans right after this too, which is uh, interesting. You want me to go through the names that are going to be the heartbreakers here? Uh, I could I could list a few. I, I'm not gonna give them. I'm not gonna give them all away though. Again, uh, sign this up for ESPN Plus. This is why love and hate day two of the draft. Yeah, the love hate relationship. So here we go. We'll watch as um, uh, we should do a live show during the draft just so we could all like piss and moan over what who goes where or our actual natural reactions. But it'd be like four hours long, and I'm just like, man. I, oh, I, I would, but I'll be at day two. I'm going yeah. to that stage know, A thing to watch exactly. day two with my buddy. So. Come say hello if you see me. Unless the Steelers take someone I don't like in the first round, then I'll be pissed. Don't come say hello. <laughs> don't say hello. I might punch you in the face after five beers. Uh, let's see. DJ Turner, Osiris uh, Torrance, Felix An Anadike, uh, Uzoma, uh, Hendon Hooker, Steve Avila, Jalen Hyatt, Luke Musgrave, Darnell Washington. Yeah, man, I want him to just slide in there. Joe Tipman, center out of Wisconsin. Going a little higher here. Um, here's a name I have not had to pronounce. And it is the defensive tackle from Northwestern. Adetomawa uh, Adeboye. Uh, something like that. I'm sorry. I totally apologize. I'll call him double Adam A. Northwestern? Yes. Uh, I heard this guy's a freak. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Mingo to the Falcons. Wide receiver Ole Miss. We haven't mentioned his name at all yet. Uh, on this show, uh, BJ Ojolari, Tyreek Stevenson uh, from the U, Miami, Florida. That's one we haven't mentioned a whole lot of either. Ke uh, Keely Ringo at 47, Jameer Gibbs uh, running back, Alabama over to the Lions at 48, the Steelers at 49, my friend. I say, okay, we have what? Zay Flowers, Bryant Branch, add Anton Harrison, tackle from the Oklahoma Sooners there. That would be the one where you're watching all the names and I just forgot. Now they had their they have their pick. Dewan Jones goes right after this to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That would make my draft. I'd be that second round is killer, and Zay Flowers has a chance to be like a like he could be a wide receiver one in his own right, adding to that core. You got three this players right. that are going to probably play as rookies a, a heavy amount. That Harrison will win one of the tackle jobs. They're taking him at 49, at least push to start. Um, and the other two guaranteed playing time, Zay Flowers, Branch. And you got, I'm sure that'd be beautiful to see people freak out about the Zay Flowers pick and presumably get mad about the Branch pick as well because they still didn't address tackle. And then at 49, they end up getting a guy who a lot of people believe is probably going to push to start as a rookie in uh, Anton Harrison. Yeah, uh, dude, I'd be I'd be all over this. Let me see if they went into the third round. I think that I I think they may have. Uh, Bergeron, the tackle from Syracuse, ends up going uh, pick sixty to the Bengals near the end of this um, second round. Marvin Mims to the Chiefs, wide receiver, Oklahoma, another name. Cam Smith slides all the way to sixty four to the Bears, the South Carolina corner. That's kind of interesting. Then you got Jack Camel still into that third round. You're going to be breaking some hearts here. Cedric Tillman, wide receiver, Tennessee. Let's see where the Steelers end up. I'm going to mention some of my favorites as we, if if I see any. Ooh, Gervon Dexter, Florida over to the Browns. Um, 
Rasheed Reed. It sucks having three rivals because there's three teams in your division that you hate. Chances are they're going to end up with some of the guys that you liked or had visits with. And yeah, Dexter going to the Browns sounds about right. Rasheed Reed from SMU, wide receiver to the Patriots. That's a that would be an interesting pick. Uh, uh, Rasheed, what did I say? Re Rasheed Rice. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know me, man. Like, I know, Rob, the only times. reason I knew that was because we got mock drafted him uh, by Matt Miller, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Steelers get Dion Hanley, pick 80, inside linebacker, Washington State. That's a killer draft. Uh, I've I'm, heard really good things like about that. Hanley from an athletic standpoint. So, yeah, I'd be, it'd be hard-pressed to find me upset about this mock draft or this draft if it fell out this way because you're getting now four guys who are probably going to contribute and play a lot as rookies, which is at the end of the day – that's all I want with their first few picks are guys that are kind of come in and make a positive instant impact. Yeah. Darius rush went to the Colts just ahead of that, just that pick. So they could have all, they could have still snagged a corner there. Uh, I mean, but otherwise other than that, I mean, branch, they can play branch in a couple of different places. And especially with Demonte Casey and Minka Fitzpatrick, like he could definitely see some time and be in some different spots. They could yeah, always I mean, signing him. Patrick Peterson yeah. is a whole reason why not. They don't have to take a corner. If they do that, they, they can't, if they can, they should, and they will, but if they miss out, they have guys to start all year long in Peterson yeah. and Wallace. Wallace, Witherspoon, they still got dudes. You got Arthur Mollette in the nickel. Like this would be completely I, I'd be cool with all of this. You got one that's really a a luxury pick that could be a home run hit with Zay Flowers. It could uh, really with him and Robinson both jumping into this, that could be really interesting. I could even see that luxury being one of the tight ends. The rest of these picks are pretty solid. I had one that was maybe a little bit of a flub. I think we have enough time for it, but it was uh, one of the pro football network guys picked Peter Skaronsky at 17. And, and what his justification is, uh, that the Steelers would be willing to leave him at his uh, natural position as a tackle. But he also ends up saying the Steelers have a need, a glaring hole at right tackle. And it's like, now nah, you got this upside down, man. I don't know it's a glaring hole at right tackle. Uh, the, the concern is Skronsky on the left, though. The shorter arms and stuff. Don't forget, man, Kelvin Beecham is still kicking it in the NFL. He was a seventh-round pick that was an undersized guy. So the Steelers, I, I don't think that they get too in their feels about like some of these things. Skaronsky had a hell of a combine. The measurables are off the charts. Isn't Broderick Jones a little tiny too for a tackle? Uh, you know what? That's an interesting question. I have him, let's see, not the wand, 6'5", 3'11". So, uh, and I mean, that's right in the same category as six, four, three, 13 for Skaronsky. I think it was more, I don't have like his arm measurables and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know why I heard, I don't know there. why I thought that. I thought I heard some people were concerned about right. his, uh, his size, but that's not the Steelers wouldn't be though. Just adding to your point. Yeah. I don't, I, again, I don't think they get too caught up in that noise. I think they'll put a bow on this one. Cause we got more coming, got lots of stuff. So, folks, thanks for tuning in and joining us. Zach, thanks for joining me once again today, man. We're almost here. A couple more sleeps. I can't wait, brother. I almost, I'm to that point now where I say this every year. I just can't wait till it's over. I'm excited for it. <laughs> I, I love the draft. I know. But it's like every day I'm arguing the same bullshit with the same people, and I have to be all polite. Like, oh, I see your point, but here's what I think. And inevitably, you end up rubbing some people the wrong way. Friendships are made and lost. I'm just ready for the Steelers to make their picks and for us to move on, man. I can't wait. 
until we're here back next week. And we have like, that's crazy to think about that in a week we'll have all the picks made. I know know who's going to be playing where for the most part. And we'll have uh, not hypotheticals, but real situations to argue about. Yeah, no, it's, it's always great. I I only dread it because I know there's long nights and lots of work to put in and everything is like spur of the moment and the heat of the moment. What if the Steelers make a trade and jump into this? Like those things, it's, um, it's almost like in the breaking news category that could give me a little anxiety and uh, not so much sleep, but maybe we'll make, maybe I'll make Friday a national holiday, at least in my household. (laughs) It basically is to me in my life and people know that I'm very hard to reach and very hard to just, my attention is unattainable when the draft is going on. I need to be connected at all times, finger on the pulse, ready for the Steelers to make moves. Yeah. I mean, putting in the man hours. So folks, don't forget to like comment, subscribe. we got live shows coming. we got other podcasts coming draft, 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 draft. It's draft time. It's draft season here. at still city underground. My name is Joe Kuzma. His name is Zach Celedonia. He's got it. You know what? I had one of my mugs crack. <laughs> uh, I'm using it. it yeah, you, I'm afraid you don't want to drink on it and split a lip or anything like that, you know, yeah. but I, it's now my my pen holder. I put all my Steelers pens there. I like, I could throw it like up in the air or something like that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Don't quit your day job, Joe. Oh yeah, uh, I got some tricks, some <laughs> tips and tricks for the people I don't know, who want to come in and learn. The puppy, the puppy sometimes is on the other side, laying over here, and it's like that's what I need to do is put her eye out, like Ralphie style, with the or get her go and think it's fetch time. Oh, and then she thinks she could chew all of these things, and then that's that's a problem. Can't create bad habits. <laughs> exactly. Well, folks, that'll do it for us. I told you all the things that you need to go out there and do: subscribe, subscribe, send it around, share it with your friends, like, like, like. Don't dislike. We don't like that. Uh, my name's Joe. His name's Zach. Till next time, we encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good, and we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com.